Welcome to Words of Inspiration with Rev. James T. Brown, Jr., the lead pastor of Tabernacle of Worship. Let's join today's message in progress. Well, family, I'm excited because we're about to start a brand new series today. The title of that series is Evidence of Worship, Evidence of Worship. And I want you to turn in your Bible with me to the book of Luke, the book of Luke, St. Luke, chapter 24. We're going back to the same chapter we were actually in last week, Luke, chapter 24. But this time we're going to begin at verse 46, towards the end of that chapter, Luke 24 and verse 46. And here the word of God reads, it says, and said unto them, thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. And that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And ye are witnesses of these things. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. And he led them out as far as to Bethany, and he lifted up his hands and blessed them. And it came to pass, while he blessed them, he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple praising and blessing God. Amen. Amen. Listen, we're going to speak from the subject, Can You See It? Can you see it? Here we understand that Jesus was explaining or had explained to the disciples that all of the things that must happen and that will happen. He had just talked to them and shared with them about all of these things that were going to take place. And he was reminding them because remember when he told them before, you had Peter say, no, not you, Lord, not so. These things will not happen. And he had to tell, he said, get thee behind me, Satan. He recognized that spirit and had to cast it behind him. All of these things, he was reminding them and telling them, no, I, I told you before, but let me tell you again. These are the things that will happen. These are the things that must take place. These things had to take place and had to be done in order for the will of the Father to manifest. I had to go through this line. I had to go through this way. This is what he was sharing with them. He had to remind them. And as he did that, he, he, he taught them before. He was reminding them of the things he taught them before concerning himself. Then now the very things that they would preach the very things that they would preach, beginning with the most important part, Christ crucified, Christ crucified. Listen, I, I heard a preacher say that, that listen, you, without this, this book that we call the Bible, this book becomes nothing more than a self-help book, a self-help book without us believing and understanding the truth 
of his crucifixion, his burial, and his resurrection. We, we have to understand and believe in that story because if not, it's a wonderful self-help book with wonderful truths, but with the understanding and belief in this, in this story, in this truth, now it becomes life-changing. Now it becomes eternity impacting when you believe in this story. He said, you're going to have to tell them about my crucifixion. You got to preach Christ crucified, Christ crucified. He wanted them to understand this. He said, I don't want you to be ashamed of his cross. He said, don't be ashamed of his cross, nor don't be ashamed of his suffering. Don't be ashamed of, the, of his cross and don't be ashamed of the suffering Jesus. Don't be ashamed of either one of those things. He wanted them to understand. Tell them what he suffered. Tell them what he suffered. And why he suffered and how all the scriptures of the Old Testament were fulfilled in his suffering. He said, these are the things you're going to have to preach and teach wherever you go. You tell them about that. Tell them that, as he said right here, it behooved him to suffer. It behooved him to suffer. He was motivated to suffer. He was implored to suffer these very things. Why? Because it was necessary to take away the sin of the world. He had to suffer those things so he could take our sin away. So we could take our sin away so we would not be held in condemnation to sin because there is no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. He said, teach them, teach them, tell them these things. Tell them that he rose from the dead on the third day, rose from the dead on the third day. You see, by which not only all the offense of the cross rolled away, but he was declared to be the son of God, the son of God with power, with power. And in this also, the scriptures were fulfilled. Jesus said, I need you to teach this. I need you to preach this. I need you to tell the people because in telling them this, they will understand who I am, who I am to them and who the father is to them. He, he said, no, this is what you got to go and preach. This is what you got to go and preach. Jesus told them that their assignment was to preach repentance and remission of sin among all the nations, among all the nations. Why? Why was that their assignment? Why was it? Because they were witnesses of everything. <laughs> they were witnesses of everything. I want you to type in chat right now. Tell what you saw. Tell what you saw. Listen, some of you, if you were being honest, if we were having testimony service right now, you could go ahead and testify to some things you've seen of Jesus, couldn't you? You could testify to the things that he's done in your life. You could testify to how he brought you out of some things, how he saved your marriage, how he saved your, your health, how he saved your children, how he saved your business, how he brought you into your right mind. Listen to me. If we could just testify for a few moments, we could talk about the things that Jesus has done and how he's already impacted, how he's already changed, how he's already taking you from out of persecution, bringing you into blessing, out of brokenness, bringing you into healing. Listen, you can already, you can testify right now. He said, listen, I want you all to go and preach it because you witnessed it. You witnessed it. You saw it. So you go and you tell them, you tell them everything that you saw, everything that you witnessed. Listen, so go ahead and type it in chat. Tell what you saw. Tell what you saw. Tell what you saw. 
Listen, look with me back at, I want you to look at verse, actually 49 now. Look at verse 49. Here in verse 49 it says, And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. Until ye be endued with power from on high. You see, there was a promise that Jesus was sending from his father. This promise would have them endued with power to be shrouded, to be covered. See, this means that they would be clothed, wrapped up and covered in his power. Can you say that with me? They would be clothed, wrapped up and covered with his power. It's not something that they would be rubbed on and it could it could be washed off. It's not something that would fade away. It was something that would rest upon them, rest upon them, and they would be able to carry it out. You see, you, you cannot accomplish the things that God has assigned for you to do, reaching the people he's called you to reach and impact those around you unless you are endued with his power. You see, some of you need to understand the very reason why he's called you and the very reason why he wants you to understand this is because the things that you're doing is what you're being called to. There's an assignment. There's somebody for you to reach. There's someone for you to impact. You say, Pastor, wait a minute. Now, I'm you the pastor. I'm not the pastor. Well, listen, you, you have an assignment. You have an assignment. There's a reason for the amplification of your voice. There's a reason why he's bringing you to this place where you can open up your mouth and be able to declare some things. Listen, he wants you to help. He wants you to see your business flourish. He wants you to see it. Why? Because as your business flourishes, then that brings you before great men. Listen, your gift will bring you before great men. Your gift, your gift brings you before great men. Why is that important? He's not bringing you there so you can be, you can receive all these accolades and pats on the back. No, he's bringing you before great men. So now when you open up your mouth, you can declare what he's put in your mouth to say. You can declare what he's put in your heart to say. Listen, you can speak life to their dead situations. You can open their eyes, but he needs to get you in the room first. So how can he get you there? That's why your business is succeeding. That's why your practice is doing well that's why your ministry is growing that's why these things are happening because he wants to bring you before people where now his voice his your, your word your voice can be amplified but his words will speak through you listen he wants to use your tongue he wants to use your tongue as a pen of a ready writer to be able to declare his truths and his blessings unto others who would not hear it any other way listen if you are able to do it they, they, they may not ever go to a church they may not ever sit in a ministry but if you can do it if you can say it. It's going to make a difference. It's going to make a difference. That's why he'll let you get on your job without an education and you get promoted from one level to the next level to the next level and you're trying to feel, God, what in the world is going to happen? How in the world does this happen? It's his anointing on your life. And you keep going to the next level to the next level. God, why, not, why am I being so blessed? Oh, my income. My income is so much higher than it ever been. Yeah, he's taking you. Keep going to the next level and the next level because as you go up, he wants to put you in a position where you can open up your mouth and people will hear you. That's why he wanted to do it. He said, listen, I need y'all to understand I'm preparing you for something because any other way, nobody else would listen, but they'll listen to you. 
They'll listen to you now. They'll listen. They'll listen. You have to understand. You're called to make an impact, make an impact on those. But that's why he'll put his anointing on you. That's why he'll allow his spirit to be clothed on you, to be clothed on you, wrapped around you, endued with power, wrapped around you. Listen, it was Acts 1 and 8 that says this, but ye shall receive what? Power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth, the uttermost part of the earth. Listen, he's saying that the Holy Spirit is going to bring the power. The Holy Spirit, once he fills you, once he dwells and rests upon you, you're going to have power that speaks, power that changes, power that moves. It's not power for you. It's power for him to you move through you, both in you and through you, in you and through you. Look with me at verse 50. Look at verse 50 with me. Uh, and he led them out as far as to Bethany. And he lifted up his hands and blessed them. And it came to pass while he blessed them, he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. Here, this part of the text isn't preached on often, but there's some things I believe the Lord wants us to see in this last part of this text, of this passage here. Jesus led them to the town where he spent his last week before he was crucified. Led him to the town where he spent his last week before he was crucified. It is interesting, actually, to note that the name Bethany, the name Bethany means house of affliction or house of sorrow. House of affliction or house of sorrow. See, I want you to know oftentimes before you enter into your greatest joy, you have to go through your greatest pain. Let me say that again. Oftentimes before you enter into your greatest joy, you have to go through your greatest pain. That's why you, you're trying to figure out why in the world did I have to experience this that I'm going through right now. It's only because the Lord is preparing to move you into something that is a much greater joy. He's preparing to move you into something that he's prepared you for. And he's prepared for you, but you've got to go through. Remember, I told you before, he said, I need to be go through Samaria. I have to go through Samaria, a low place. It was something he had to do. Here it was before he ascended, he took them to Bethany. Bethany, right at the foot of the Mount of Olives, the place for which he was taken. After he was taken there, after he was taken there, remember, he was taken by the Roman soldiers and he was beaten with a cat of nine tail, with whips that were, that, that, that were filled or, or, or placed with shards of glass and metal at the tips. And they were hit upon his flesh and ripped open his flesh. Remember, it was there that they placed a crown of thorns on his head. They, the thorns were so long, it's believed that they could have been as long as three inches. And they were pressed 
into his head so hard that they were piercing his skull, which was why there was so much blood coming down his face. He had gone through so much pain and torment right there next to Bethany. Why in the world would anybody want to go there? But he was letting us know that sometimes you've got to go through your greatest pain before you get to the place of the greatest joy. Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it was a blessing to you. If you're in the Metro Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for our regularly scheduled services at Tabernacle of Worship. You will also be able to get this entire message. Please feel free to visit our website at www.taboworship.org. That's www.taboworship.org for more information.